NBA Australia. How are you going? Yeah, you going? You're right. I hope so. This is NBA Australia. I am your host, James Clements. This is Friday Tins with Jim. Don't mind this. I'm the editor of CodeBet. That's a good website. Go check it out. Uh, you can see this podcasting mug of mine on Fox Sports Lab NBA or in the paper every single day, all the way around this wide brown land of ours. Here at Larry Armour Studios, doing the second last show before I go on a bit of a holiday. That's nice, isn't it? Uh, hanging out, giving you the lowdown on all the ins and outs of the off-season. Off-season. Uh, we've got a little bit more just to wrap up today. A quick show. Uh, just to talk a bit of Matty T, Grant Williams, the in-season tournament. Sure. A little bit of chaos. And Dame is now just having a bit of a sook. So I'll do some yelling about that. Uh, and that'll be it. We'll do some quick yeah nahs and I'll pop there pretty in the day and Outback Takehouse and then we'll get out of your hair and let you have a good weekend. Sound good, good, great. With all that in mind then, should we just bloody well get into it? I think we'll finish up the cooking with Baines as well, just a bit of a classic. Uh, we will have a jingling Joe Ingalls to send you off at the start of next week though. A uh, Jingles HR as he's moved to a new gig over there in Orlando. That's a good one. Relocating to Florida. That's what retirees do, isn't it, Jingles? Just saying. All right. Anyway, let's get into it. Episode 957 of NBA Australia. Let's go. This is Joe Ingalls. And you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack. Ah, you better, especially if you're Jenny Buss and you leave Shaq off the top five most important Lakers of her lifetime, whatever. Magic, Kobe, Kareem, Phil Jackson. What? <laughs> Enjoyed that. Shaq wasn't happy. As you most suspect. Uh, but that was good. Anyway, let's get into today's show. The way we start every show here at NBA Show with the daily... Oh, it's a whip around, man. Uh, Vic- Victor Wembanyama, all 7 foot 20 of the bloke. Just uh, getting attacked by Britney Spears. Pretty interesting, weird stuff. Uh, apparently, Britney was actually slapped by Wemby's security. Uh, they're, of course, refuting that because that seems weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, apparently security backhanded it. If you're going to backhand somebody, I don't know if it should be Britney Spears. Apparently, uh, they're at the, a restaurant there in Vegas, and uh, Britney and a couple of other folks were there. She was swarmed, and they walked over the restaurant, and uh, apparently Britney Spears went up to Wembenyama. I was like, I got to get a photo. She tapped him on the back. His right shoulder. And this is where the story falls apart. Britney Spears. How long are her fucking arms? How in God's name is she going to fucking reach up and tap Victor Wembenyama, whose shoulder is in the fucking clouds? How is she going to reach that? Come on, anyway. Apparently the director of team security for the Spurs went kapow! Instantly backhanded her, causing her to fall to the ground, according to TMZ. Uh... <laughs> Apparently he uh, he apologised. You understand how it is when you're being swarmed by fans. Like that's Britney Spears, dickhead. What are you doing? Anyway, uh, folks are then sort of just going, yeah, nah, that's not what happened. But 
I also love it's like the idea is like, oh, that's cool. Uh, because you understand how it is like when you're being swarmed by fans. I'm happy to fucking backhand any of them, but you're famous, so I'm going to apologize. <laughs> Great job, everybody. Great job. Uh, Wemby then sort of came out and was like, yeah, it's all a bit weird. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, it's just fucking strange, eh? So the old, uh, I don't know what's going on. Didn't see anything. Bit weird. I'm sorry. Uh, there's another weird trade as well today that popped off. Uh, the Grizz sent three second rounders to the Suns for two first round swaps in 24 and 30 and Isaiah Todd. Uh, the seconds are 2025 20, from the Pelicans, the Grizzlies 28 and 29 picks. Pretty weird. Kind of love that. And uh, thought it was a bit strange. But that's fine. And then, of course, the sort of big news is that we got Grant Williams. That's right. Oh, Grant Williams is being traded to Dallas. I'll get to that in a second. Um, but before we do, let's talk a bit of Matty T. Aussie Matty T. He was almost on the Mavs with our man Greeny and our man Dante. We would have had three more Aussies there in Dallas. It would have been sick. And either way, Matty T was going to get paid. He uh, had the offer sheet from Dallas, three years, $33 million, and it was matched by Portland because that's, they just hate fun. Jerks. I will tell you what. Um, kind of stinks. I would have loved him on uh, Dallas because, I don't know, you put him, Greeny, and Dante out there, it's just absolute chaos. Just try scoring on him, bro. Now I just want to see that for the boomers. Let's make that happen. What are we doing? Come on, Gorge. Get them all out there. Just show the Mavs what could have been. Uh, but, of course, with Matty T's offer sheet being matched, he can't be traded to Dallas for 12 months. This is the old Alan Crab. Brooklyn had uh, crabs in their eyes, crabs in their pants. Signing with that huge offer sheet, Portland matched. Portland went, wait, what do we do that for? He's shit. And he ended up in Brooklyn a couple of years later as celery filler and stinking up the joint. I did, however, sit in front of, like, his church friends <laughs> one time who were aghast at my Australian swearing, which is vociferous and meaty. So they uh, they still loved it. They thought my accent was kind of neat, and they loved how much I appreciated Alan Crabb. Apparently he's a very lovely young man. Either way, we've got, what, Patty joining Gids... And our man, Jack Dan, 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 Dan White in OKC. That's going to be awesome. Uh, Jock, the rooster, is officially a rooster rocket. The Houston Roosters, that checks out. The rocket rooster, the rooster rocket. Uh, the four-year $32 million deal is official. Only the first year is guaranteed, but still, not bad for a bloke who's on the veteran minimum. Uh Love this, but they announced that today. That's really cool. Stoked for Jock. And uh, Olgs did a really good chat with Jock as well. And go check that out. Um, there was also another weird little trade. I mentioned this the other day on Monday's show. Chris Duarte uh, was being sent to the Kings for two second rounders. Kind of neat. Uh, that's actually been officially announced as well. And uh, Montrez is off to the uh, back to the Sixers, which is kind of neat. Uh, other players that I have basically since signed, since Monday's show. Uh, you might remember I said on Monday, oh, there won't be too much in the middle of the week because it's like, you know, July 4, bro. Happy birthday, America. Everyone's just going to be busy grilling and shit. Turns out that was true. The only sort of thing that's popped off since is literally this Grant Williams trade. 
Um, and I'll get to the Dame stuff in a second. But yeah, it's kind of weird. You're like, oh, sure, Montrez, back to the Sixers. Uh, Malik Beasley is off to Milwaukee. I kind of love that. He was wildly underused in uh, LA this year. It'd be interesting. He definitely plenty of minutes there for him in Milwaukee. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr. looks like he's going to be going to Brooklyn. Uh, there's not a giant amount of other dudes still out there. And it's kind of like, all right, well, who's left? And it's not much. My friends, it is not much. It's the likes of, I don't know, Christian Wood? Sure. <laughs> like, that's about it. Plumley's gone as well. He's gone back to the Clippers. Ubre is like the last kind of one. Tory Craig signed as well. It's like, oh, what's going to happen, man? What's going to happen? Uh, Tory Craig ended up in, I think, with Chicago, which is kind of weird. Um, it's like, sure. But either way, it's just a weird sort of list where you're like, well, there's not a giant amount left on it. And that's fine, I guess. PJ Hamilton, Washington, we'll see if he gets picked up. Uh, but it's much more because he's restricted. It doesn't sort of feel like much is going to happen with him beyond just going back uh, to Charlotte. Who knows what's going to happen. But yeah, Dennis Smith Jr. on the sort of other thing to go with Lonnie Walker for Brooklyn. THT, he's going to be back on uh, your man's Utah Yaz, I believe. So he was under, uh, yeah, picked up a player option. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I think we're all basically almost done skis and all we're waiting on is uh, the James Harden deal. And after the Michael Rubin party, how can you be so rich and be have so many successful and other like fantastic friends and be such a fucking weird little dork? I don't know, man. It's kind of weird. Did you see his white party? Hey, man, this is the most exclusive party on the planet. It's like, I don't really care. It looked kind of shit. It's like, nah, man, we're up and dancing. It's like, there's Jay-Z and Beyonce and there's Tom Brady. You might have banged Kim Kardashian. It's all going. I'm like, I just kind of don't care. Seems like a bunch of rich wankers sort of hanging out in white. Led by another rich wanker. <laughs> That's kind of my vibe on that. Just saying. All right. Let's do the Dame stuff and then talk knockout. Dame is sad. Aww. I can't. There's so many people out there. There's just so many people out there who say they know so much stuff, but then they don't. I'm amazed by how people know so much and so little at the same time. Oh, dear. Dame must be amazed. Um, what we've heard, Woj had a big story today about how uh, if you trade for Dame and your name is not Miami, you'll be getting an unhappy player. Oh, an unhappy player. A bloke getting paid, what, uh, a quarter of a billion dollars over the length of this contract? The contract that he signed last year, don't forget. The extension. If you were going to be unhappy, Dame, I'm just saying, then fucking you signed a deal. Guess what? Don't sign the contract. Simple as that. You hear time and time again. Oh, you know, the NBA is a business. Oh, I'm a professional and it's a business. And then Dame's like, no, I don't want to play for anyone but Miami. Then retire. <laughs> like, fucking stop your sucking. Jesus. What a bunch of fucking crybabies. His agent has been calling trade partners as well, according to Woj, going, yeah, don't fucking trade for it because he'll end up there and be unhappy. I do like that a bunch of GMs are like, I don't fucking care, dickhead. The bloke's got four years in his fucking deal. Oh, no, cry me a river. He's going to be unhappy. 
We'll see how happy, unhappy he is when he's like actually on a half-decent fucking team. Uh, but, yeah, look, bloke, you signed a deal. I hate this. What's the value of contracts in Adam Silver's NBA? If uh, Dame goes, oh, I'm going to sign this huge money deal for a million, million, billion dollars over the next four or five years, and then within 12 months go, actually, I want to only play for Miami. And don't sign the fucking contract. Piss off. This is like one of those things where it's like, it's only going to get, well, it's not going to get better. And Adam Silver's going to have to do something about it. But we all know that Adam Silver's afraid to do anything. I don't want to get people angry at me. All right, Adam. Grow a pair, would you? Uh, but really, I think what we're going to see is, uh, so Jaime Jaquez, the Miami draft pick, uh, signed his rookie deal and has been playing for Miami in, uh, you know, some summer league action. Uh, he now that can't be traded until July 31st, so I don't think Dame gets uh, traded until after then anyway because Jaime Jaquez, it's kind of like if you're the Blazers, you're like, give me every single young player and draft pick you have under your control, Miami. That's Nikola Jovic. That's Jaime Jaquez. That's all your picks. That's all your swaps. And if you can uh, flip Tyler Hero for another pick or two, that'd be good because we'll take them too. We don't want Tyler Hero. He dresses weird and I hate his beard. Says Joe Cronin. Uh, so this is the thing. I've got a feeling, and I've mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. Oh, a couple of weeks ago. Basically, when the day, yeah, basically, what, a week and a half ago now? A week ago. Jesus Christ. It feels like this has been going forever. It's always felt that Brooklyn wants to get in the Tyler Hero business, and I feel like if they can sling uh, a pick or two down to Miami and maybe a contract or two as well, just to balance that out, and then Miami can sort of ship those off up to Portland, that might get it done. Because if you can, Joe Cronin can then turn around and go, i got five draft picks for Dame, as well as two players who were just drafted. Then you might be onto something. So we'll see what happens. But I feel like Brooklyn turned this into a three-team deal and they snag Hero or something, or uh, we sort of see how that goes. But either way, what I do hate, and this is kind of where I'm going to go with my year. Nah, are you ready? Is this fucking bullshit, Jim? Yeah, nah. Yes, I hate it. I hate it so much. I only want to play for Miami. Oh, well, you see, James, you know, you, as just a run-of-a-mill dickhead, can go and work for whomever you want. You've got that choice. It's like, yeah, because I didn't sign a four-year fucking deal. If I did, I'd be like, ah, jeez, I don't like my job. It's like, well, then fucking quit. Go do something else. Become a carpenter. Go on, Dame. Become a deep-sea fisherman or something. Oh, I just love hooping, man. It's like, all right, but I only want to play for Miami. All right. Do you play for them? Are you contracted them? No, then shut up. It's only going to get way worse as well as you sort of see, look, the massive amount of money, uh, the the extensions that we've seen for the rookie extensions, for Ant-Man, for Lamello, for all these guys. Um, Even DeJounte Murray, he just signed a four-year, $120 million extension as well with the Hawks. You don't think any of these dudes are going to go in like a year or two go, actually, this is fucked. I hate this team. I want to go play somewhere else. Only trade me to X place, you know? And so how do we fix it? It's like, well, you can't ask for a trade within the first two years of a contract. Simple as that. You're fucking stuck with us, bro. If you're going to make that commitment, then you're fucking committed. This isn't rocket surgery sometimes. You want the money, but you don't want the responsibility? Fuck off. I think there should be way more punitive sort of vibes built into some of the contracts if players... Look, I'm all from player empowerment. I think it's great. Good on them. 
But at the same time, like, think of the fucking fans, man. Think of the fucking fans. It's like, you got your kid, he's like, oh, that's my favorite player. Why is he not on our team anymore, Dad? And you're like, oh, well, he only wanted to play for another team. He's like, oh, did he not like us? Well, no, he didn't, because he's kind of a dick. <laughs> you know, look, it's obviously far more complicated than that. I, I agree with the idea of being able to, like, go and play where you would like to, and if you feel like that's a situation you want to go to, cool. But don't sign the fucking four-year extension to make all the most amount of money in the world and then ask for a fucking trade. It's pretty simple. The contract should be the contract. Two years, can't ask for a trade, sucked in, don't know what to tell you. Only sign a two-year contract then, you know? Maybe you can't sign a uh, contract and ask for a trade for half the length of that contract and take it to the back half. So maybe you, if you really want to get paid a shit ton of money, sign a one-year deal, sign a two-year deal. If you want the security of that contract, but then you go, actually, I want to go play over there. Well, sucked in. You got the security. You've got the fuck ton of money. That's what the money is for. That's what the money is for. You don't magically deserve it. Simple as that. Anyway, can you tell it shits me up the wall? <laughs> Just a little bit. Just a little bit. All right, the Grant Williams trade. Jim, does this make Dallas way better? Yeah, nah. It helps, certainly. Because I think there's like a... So they ship Reggie Bullock off to the Spurs. Uh, Boston get basically a second rounder back. It's a sign and trade. Grant Williams gets paid. Dallas pick up a big sort of, you know, uh, a defensive-minded sort of do-everything kind of guy, which Bullock fell off a fucking cliff both offensively and defensively last year, and it sort of felt like Jason Kidd didn't know what to do with him, and Reggie Bullock would be hotter and colder than, like, just fucking... I mean, I lived in New York for a while. That would get so fucking hot and gross in summer and then so fucking cold in winter. Same sort of vibes with Grant, uh, for Reggie Bullock's game, right? It'd be awesome for, like, I don't know, two weeks and then shit for six. Uh, Grant Williams, at least, if he's playing for a coach that doesn't fucking hate him, like Joey Muzz very clearly did. Oh, that's a DNP CD for you, Grant. It's like, you're the work experience kid. Blow it out your ass. And, of course, Grant didn't do, him any, do himself any favors by going and talking shit about Jimmy Butler. But still, uh, with Joey Muzz sort of kicking Grant Williams and uh, Marcus Smart to the curb and not getting a giant mount in return, you got Chris Epps Porzingis instead, which is kind of interesting. It's extreme thing, Emil. It's all right. Your ball's now on the line, Joey Muzz, just saying. So what are you going to do about it, bro? What are you going to do? I guess we're about to find out. Um, but really, I actually really like the Grant Williams spot in Dallas. The weird part is they just still don't have a big... Can they go get Bol Bol? He got waved. Pick up Bol Bol. What are you doing? What are you doing? Either way. Um, the other sort of bits and pieces, uh, Portland's are also... So in addition to that Dame thing, what I do like is it's coming out in the reporting today as well is that they're kind of like, we kind of don't care if Dame wants to go to Miami. Like, we'll try to make it happen. But we're telling all the other teams, like, just come at us, bro. What's your best offer? We'll uh, we'll kick it around. We'll see what's going on. So, kind of like that. And the same sort of thing goes for the Sixers with the James Harden deal at the moment. They're sort of like, yeah, look, it was just at our white party with our old former owner, old uh, Mickey Rubes, and the other owner, Josh, and you've got Joel Embiid there, 
and Harden's lapping it up going, I am fucking having the time of my life. I mean, this dickhead requested a trade a week ago. What are we doing here? But either way, kind of neat. Good on him. Uh, so they're now sort of saying, well, you know, look, if we don't find the offer that we're looking for in a James Harden trade, then we just won't fucking trade him. Daryl Moore's like, no, he's mine. He's my special bink. Only I may have my James Harden. I'm not going to give him up for nothing. I love him. He's my special binky. All right, Daryl Moore, supposed fucking genius. Um, but either way, look, it's kind of neat, and I'd sort of do the same. It's like, if you don't find the fucking deal, just go, James, what are you going to do? You've opted in, you idiot. <laughs> Sucked in. Oh, man. Uh, right, that's kind of it, basically. If there's anything else for a bit of a yeah, nah, I think there's kind of um, the vibe is, Jim, are we going to see anything from Boston? Yeah, nah. Yeah. They're being weird. Like, they sort of did the Grant Williams deal, sort of not taking any salary back, all that sort of stuff. They send out schmat. Maybe, just maybe. Boston are going to try to force their way into that Dame deal. Maybe they're going hero hunting. Maybe they're going to try to do something else. Either way, the fact that the Jalen Brown extension hasn't happened yet is fucking strange. And it's only going to get weirder. I'll tell you that much. All right, and the last one, let's do it. And pop their opinion of the day and a bit of Outback Takehouse. Now look at me, please. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Uh, right with the fucking play or the tournament. Let's talk tournament. <laughs> Should we talk the tournament? Can we talk about the tournament? So, in-season tournament, it seems like that's where we're going with this. Uh, the NBA in-season tournament has kind of half been figured out. They're trying to figure out the format, all this sort of stuff. And we're getting with this idea of like, all right, well, we're going to pop off for like a uh, four-team knockout in Vegas, right? And so during the first six weeks of the season, uh, the teams will be sort of grouped into these uh, sort of groups and stuff, right? That's how groups work, James. They get grouped. (laughs) But all 30 teams will be like in a, there's basically going to be an eight-team single elimination tournament in Vegas. So they're going to be trying to play into that. So there's six groups of five uh, based on conference rather than specifically division. And so during the first six weeks of that season, you're going to be playing games that will also count as cup games against the teams in that group. And so essentially the winners of each group and two wild cards advance to the eight-team single elimination tournament in Vegas. Um, Well, the last four basically end up, I think, in Vegas. We they haven't entirely announced this and fucking flushed it all out. So, but each player on the championship winning team will be rewarded with a prize of five hundred grand. Pretty cool. But obviously, I think the only thing is the regular season. Like these, all these games apart from the championship game count as regular season games. So I'm not entirely sure how the NBA then, after they've you know figured out who you play in the knockout in the you know the A team knockout how that then affects the rest of your season. Do you not then play that team again? It's all very weird. It's all very convoluted. And uh, I'll tell you what, this uh, leads very nicely into a bit of an Outback takeout. So, I mean, what are we doing here? 
It's Friday at our back end. Oh, bloody hell. What is this? Four for one TGIF oil drum cans full of icy cold Foster's Lager. Jesus, you'll need about 87 of these fucking things to understand what the fuck Adam Silver's doing to the NBA. Because I tell you what, at the moment, it's a bit wobbly. Don't know what's going on here, but jeez, I'm going to have to sink my teeth into it. And I'll do so with 4 for one TGIF Foster's oil drum cans. And today's Flame Grill take is... The entire NBA should shut down for two weeks and just play a goddamn fucking knockout tournament across two weeks in Vegas. This shit isn't rocket surgery, you fucking assholes. Only at Outback. Seriously, what are we doing here? I'd say the first six weeks of the season, there are six groups and they all play, or just do it within a two-week time frame, make it the festival of basketball, and away you go. This would be sick. Everybody converges on Vegas for a two-week period, you play your four, five, six games. Off you go. Single elimination, whatever you got to do. Maybe do your round robin there to figure out your uh, eight finalists. Whatever you need to do. It's not hard. They're just making it hard. And I ha- look, you know me. I'm a basketball junkie. I live for this shit. I look at this going, cool, it's going to be something that I get to sink my teeth into in December. That's going to be fun as. Can't wait. Let's go. Yes. The in-season tournament. But the thing is, you know what's really fucking way better? My idea. <laughs> Just go, cool. We've got two weeks at the start of December. We're doing the tournament. And away you go. The way that they've scheduled as well in Vegas, it's like the weekend where there's no college football because I think it's after the championship games and before the bowl games. So again, the NBA is running afraid of the NFL. Just do this shit and it would be fucking sick. So like, oh, it's like the FA Cup. Oh, they'll be able to play their young guys. No, they won't. These are just normal games also tagged as a cup game. That's kind of fine, but Jesus, just block out two weeks and just have an actual fucking tournament. Seriously, I think this could be absolutely fantastic if they did it right. I'm not convinced this is the right way. But either way, I'm happy to give it a shot because I just love my basketball. And I'll absolutely lap it up anyway. (laughs) Because you know I'm going to be following this like absolutely insanely and it's going to be awesome. Anyway, right, that's it. Done. Pack her up for the week. Uh, We will do one more show at the start of next week, but then I'm going on holidays to far north Queensland for a uh, week and a half with the squids and the mishers. It's going to be fun on the bun. First holiday in uh, a year. So... Hopefully it's going to be good. Either way, so I reckon we'll be back on Monday or Tuesday to do a show and uh, just sort of wrap up anything, see what happens and sort of set you up for any eventual trades. But it's going to quieten down very, very quickly as of about now. So that's why we'll do one more and that'll be it for a little bit. Uh, but anyway, in the meantime, make sure you're following your base on Twitter, Facebook, IG, all of the socials, you know that. NFL Australia as well, myself and Gaz. Get around the NBAstraday.com slash shop. That's right, get a hoodie, get a t-shirt, whatever you got to do. Uh, check us a rating review on your podcast app. Go on, it really does help. I don't ask for too much, but that'd be handy. Comment, rate, star it, follow, subscribe, tell a mate. I don't care. Just help a brother out. Uh, big thanks go to From Ozo for the intro and outro song, but check out the new band, House Hats. They rule. Their album Running Out of Time is the best. And also ruling uh, Joshua De Laurentiis, Fascinated Goldmines, Ramshackle Army, Iowa, Sex Shadow, Green, 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 and Dozers. All the tunes you hear throughout the show, smash them on Bandcamp, Triple J and Earth, Face, Apple Music, Spotify. Remember... NBA Australia supports Australian bands, so should you. All right, we'll close out with a cooking with Bainesy for your weekend, and we will catch you on Monday or Tuesday. Start of next week, either way. 
All right, see you then. This is NBA Australia saying look out for yourselves, would you? And later, hosen. with Bainsey is filmed in front of a live socially distanced audience. And now it's time for Cooking with Bainsey with your host, Aaron Bangers Baines! <laughs> alright, alright. <laughs> G'day. Uh, it's good to see the smattering of you here in this studio. This is amazing. It's nice to see you're all wearing your face mask and you're all socially distanced. Oh, that's beautiful it is. But the best part is this is Cooking with Baines and I'm your host, Aaron Bangers Baines. And look, in this here very special socially distanced episode, I'm going to get you to whip up an absolute treat. That's right. It's one of my all-time Aussie favourites. You can have it whenever. It's probably the best slab of meat you'll ever bloody eat. Because that's right. It's the secret bangers brisket barbie bonanza. Straight out of Texas. You little ripper. Texas, Australia, I'll tell you what. That's right. I love me a big old slab of brisket cooked up on the barbie for about eight years. Or in this case, about eight hours. And it's oozy as, mate. You might think it's a bit complicated, but there's nothing less complicated than just cooking some meat. And if you really do it properly and get all your sides bang on, it'll help you keep up this physique, you know what I'm talking about. All right, so let's get stuck in. It is bloody simple, mate. All you got to do is go down to your butcher, ask him for his best bit of brisket. You might have to call ahead or even ask him. Just walk past a few days beforehand, whatever. It's bloody worth it. Get the best brisket you can. Then you duck over to the soupy, get your gear for your spice mix. Now, this is banger spice mix. Brown sugar, paprika, onion, garlic, salt, some mustard, some cumin, and a bit of black pepper. And you're laughing. Get some gear for your sauce. You need some vinegar, some ketchup, or as I call it, tomato sauce, Worcestershire sauce, garlic, and some of those spices. Just toss them in. Go fucking mad. Now, get some uh, sides. Load up with your sides at the soupy. Some green beans, some mac and cheese, a thing of coleslaw. Plenty of potatoes to get more whip than my mate Simo when he was with that Kardashian. There you go. Now, fire up your barbie. Get her up to a nice even 120. Look, you can use charcoal. You can use gas. It doesn't bloody matter. If you're using charcoal, throw in some tasty, you know, wood chips in there for some smoky flavour if you want. I personally don't give a fuck, mate. You can just chuck it on the grill. Just gas. It doesn't matter, mate. Just uh, now, mix your spices together. Mix them all up. There you go. Now, rub them in all over your brisket. Now, some people like to cut the fat back. You can just leave it on. doesn't matter. Just rub it all in nice and even like you massage them. A big mate bogey's hammy after a big game. Oh, he gets you to do it and it's fucking gross. Oh. I'll tell you what. But anyway, let us sit there for a bit if you want after you rub that all in. Nice looking, uh, tasty, big slab of meat. Leave it, you know, half an hour to an hour, whatever. She's right there. Bang her on. Just bang her on the barbie. Close the lid. Bit of foil underneath it and away you go. Let that bastard cook for eight to ten hours. Simple. I mean, in the meantime, just keep an eye on the temperature. Crack a slab. Check the internal temperature of the meat every so often. You want it around 75 degrees once she's cooked. 
neck a bunch of tens, watch some footy, then with about an hour until she's good, get to work on your side, whip your potatoes, cook your greens, your mac and cheese, dump your coleslaw out, put it all on some nice little plates, so it all looks nice and neat, it'll look special as, rip the brisket out, sit there for an hour, bang, Bob's your bloody uncle, look at this, just, oh, I'm just slicing open, look at that bloody brisket, that is bloody mouth watering, that is, mate, you can put it on sliders, or you can just eat it raw, dog. It doesn't matter. I'm going to slice this up, put it on a plate. Bob's your bloody Barbie-loving uncle. It is awesome. My friends, this is an absolute bloody ripper of a banger's brisket Barbie bonanza. It is delicious. And it'll dead set impress all your mates and all the Sheilas. Don't you worry about that. All right, so <laughs> just getting stuck in. This is bloody delicious. Do it at home yourselves. You'll have heaps left over to take to work for lunch. Whatever, mate. You will love it. Just look how bloody... Look, I've cooked enough for all of you, so you're going to love it. There you go. All right, tune in next week to NBA Australia for a new recipe, and we will see you then on the next episode of Cooking with Bainsey. Bainsey.